0: Good afternoon, everyone. Hope your day's going well. Nice fall day out there. Nice and cloudy. Cool. Um, unfortunately, it didn't rain very much, but um, we're kind of used to that. Maybe we'll get it next time. Um, the passage of Scripture that we took a look at uh, last Wednesday, which was October 17th, um, and our midweek class was 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 11 through 21. Again, that's 2 Corinthians 12, 11 through 21. If you want to take a look at that, press pause on your phone there, um, and we'll talk a little bit about it, uh, and then uh, take a look at what we're going to be doing tonight um, in class. So um, go ahead and press pause and read that, and we'll get back after it. Okay. Um, what we got here is Paul has, has wrapped up his foolishness. If you remember what that foolishness was, was this because the, the Corinthian church, when these imposters came in because they would not defend Paul, he had to do it himself. He does not like doing this. It looks a lot like bragging and, um, he's not about that, but they, they basically forced him to do this. Um, he said, "I have become foolish. You yourselves compelled, compelled me to do this." the The Greek behind that word, "compelled," is is an, an anaki. And it basically means to compress. Um, so they have pushed him into a corner that he has to defend himself. And he goes on to say that that he is not inferior to any of the eminent apostles. We talked about that a number of weeks ago, the super apostles. Um, but he follows that in this. He says, "I'm not. I'm not inferior to any of them. Although I myself am a nobody." Now, Paul was not alone in this way of viewing self. Um, all of the apostles taught this. They got their significance. They got their value. And who they bragged about were not themselves. They bragged about Christ. So then he goes on in the next couple of verses there, 12, 13, to, to show uh, what his signs were of being an apostle. First of all, there in verse 12, you see the first sign is perseverance in the face of opposition. Um, and, and again, there were other believers, not just the capital A apostles who did this, but this was the a sign of an apostle that in the face of persecution, in the face of difficulty, uh, they would stand for the gospel no matter what. And Secondly, um, another of the signs of the apostles is the fact that you have Paul here producing, God working through Paul in the form of miracles. So, um, that that is that is a pretty big deal. Um, Jesus' work was attested to by miracles, and the work of the apostles does the same. So, Paul goes on to say, uh, you are not treated as inferior. These things were done there for you. These signs were were accompanying me in my work. I was not a burden to you. In verse 13, that's that word that we looked at a a couple of weeks back, um, that katanarkao, meaning an overcharge that stings. Um, Paul was not going to put a roadblock like that in front of the people of Corinth, so he preached to them freely for free. Um, and he says, "Now, if that's a, if that's an issue, then then be, I, I beg your pardon, forgive me." Now, obviously, he's saying this facetiously um, and with a tone of irony. Um, so, after this, as we conclude chapter twelve, he talks about another visit that is going to take place. He's going to come again, and uh, once again, he's not coming to seek what is theirs. He's coming to. To be there for them, uh, and he uses it as an example and say, say, children don't provide for their parents; parents provide for their children. And um, he uses this in reference, even back to once again that while he was there, he was not a burden on them. Um, and he says, "I will be, I will spend and be expended." For you. There is no limit to Paul's love for the church. Unfortunately, you see there at the end of verse 15, uh, it, it's sad that their returning love for him is so limited that they couldn't even stand up to these to these opponents, these outsiders. All right, now Paul continues to go on the next couple of verses talking about how he took them in by craftiness and by cunning. Um, this is not normally a, a positive word. Uh, and what he's getting at is by coming to them, he did not charge them anything uh, when he came to them. He, he did the preaching of the gospel for free. Um, now, the opponents were probably saying, now this speaks a little more recently. Paul had recently sent Titus to Corinth, as we have seen reading through this earlier in, in this chapter, or in this, this letter, that Paul had sent Titus to Corinth to gather money for the church in Jerusalem. And there were those who were saying, "Well, Paul won't come himself to do that. He'll just send a, He'll just send somebody else to take the heat and uh, and and get that get what has been given." Um, P- Paul Paul t- challenges them. He says, "Show me how I have taken advantage of you." And then in verse eighteen, he flushes out the situation even more, talking about how how Titus was sent to collect the money, and he offers that same challenge: "How did Titus take advantage of you?" All right, so as we wrap up this chapter, we see that Paul makes it very, very clear he's not writing this to defend himself. An apostle is not concerned about his reputation. And what I mean by that, it's not that they can do anything they want and not care, it's this they live up to a higher standard. Their audience is Christ. Okay. So, if they are living, if they are living and concerned about the judgment of Christ, that is going to put them at a higher level of 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 reputation. So, it's like the reputation in front of others will kind of take care of itself. And this is something else that Paul makes very clear in verse 19. His opponents do not have the same mindset as Paul. They are there to assert their authority over the church in Corinth. He wants the church to grow he wants the church to grow that's what he wants he doesn't want authority over them he doesn't want their stuff he doesn't want their money he wants the church to grow and by grow i'm not talking about growing in numbers here i'm talking about the church growing in maturity which will always lead to growing in numbers as well um Paul, in this third visit that is upcoming, he's a little worried about what he's going to find. This is how he wraps up the chapter, verses 20 and 21. Uh, he, he's worried that he's going to find, come and find that there's a lot of immaturity there. And he talk, goes through specifically some sins that he's he's very fearful that he's going to find when he shows back up. And that, that immaturity of the church will both embarrass him and give fuel to the opponent, saying, look, they, they're not growing uh, because you're not a legitimate apostle. Um, and and if you read through that, look closely. He says he was worried about sin that had not been repented of, um, and because of that, he says, "I fear that I will mourn." That 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 word "mourn" is the same word "pantheo" that it's used in First Corinthians five, where Paul he is. He is very frustrated with the church back then. That's a letter, a couple letters ago, because they had a horrible situation, morally speaking, within the church taking place, and they were not disciplining those who are participating in this incredibly immoral, impure behavior. And he says. You should have mourned, and instead you take pride in it. So Paul is getting at here, and if you look at the context of so what's going in 1 Corinthians 5, he's telling the church, you must discipline this individual who's doing this. So pull that into these two verses, and we see that Paul is worried that when he arrives in Corinth, there will be, there will be discipline that will take place if there is sin without repentance. All right. So that's what we took a look at on October 17th. Today is October 25th. This is Wednesday. We'll have our midweek this evening and we're going to cover, I'm not sure if we'll get it done, but we're going to attempt to cover all of chapter 13 as Paul wraps this up. So um, that's going to be our goal. And um, we'll have a meal at six o'clock. Following that, we'll have classes for all ages. So we would absolutely to have you come join us if you have not as of yet. And uh, we'll see you this evening. Have a great afternoon.